the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We've been sharing a powerful message with you that's called being imitators of Christ. God desires each and every one of us who've been blessed to be born again, to be imitators of Him. So that we can successfully be imitators of Him, God gave us an example to follow. That somebody is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the example provided by God to help me and you imitate Him like He wants us to do. Jesus is the example that the Father gave us, his blood-bought church to follow. Then we'll live the blessed life that God wants us to live, and we'll be the blessing that he wants us to be, inspiring others to live the blessed life like you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. as a result of what Jesus did for me and you. That word reanimate means to restore to life, resuscitate. To restore to life, to resuscitate. Whereas we didn't have no life. We was donob dead. But God came in there and breathed into us the breath of life and resuscitated us, gave us life back again, brought us back again. Whereas we was dead on our way to hell, about to bust it wide open or at least put a big dent in it. But God, praise God, resuscitated us and brought us back to life. Come on, VBBS Trey. Praise God. He gave us that life. He animated us. He breathed just like he did with the original Adam, breathed into him the breath of life before he was a mannequin. But then he came alive. Praise God. And that's what happened to you is you came alive as a result of God breathing into your life. That's what, that's what God's trying to do with his church right now. He's trying to resuscitate us. That word resuscitate means to reawaken. He's trying to reawaken his church. Praise God. He's trying to reawaken us, resuscitate his church. Because he's trying to re- reawaken us. Praise God. How about this? He's trying to reawaken his reawakened church. He's trying to reawaken his reawakened church. Because we've already been reawakened once. Now he's trying to reawaken us again. But this one's different than the one that happened at the first time. First one was to give you life, as in, praise God, so that you can come alive. The second one is so that you can come alive to the new life that he has in store for you and be able to do that too. That word resuscitate also means to revive, especially from apparent death or from unconsciousness. It's from to revive, especially from apparent death and from unconsciousness. Well, ours wasn't apparent death. Ours was a straight up bona fide death. Praise God. We, 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 we was dead for real. God said you're dead. Now, if God said you're dead, you're dead. Praise God. And God called us dead in sins and trespasses and sin. So we were straight up dead. But God came and revived us, especially from that real death 
and from unconsciousness. Well, we was not conscious to what was around us, but we had to be, we have to be waking up. That's what God does. Praise God. I remember my mother used to wake me up in the morning because I remember a long, long, long time ago. Praise God. I was a morning, I was a morning person except when it was time to go to school. Praise God. When it was time to go to school, I wasn't a morning person. Praise God. I'd want to sleep. Praise God. Hallelujah. And my mother would wake me up. Praise God. And she'd be like, I, I could hear her sometimes, you know, in, in that unconscious world. I could hear her say, wake up. But I wasn't paying no attention to her. I wasn't, I'm going to stay asleep. But then I would dream that I'm swimming. Praise God. And I'm dreaming like, but I am keep going under, and I'm underwater. And you know, I hate to wake yourself up because you don't want to go out like that in your, in your sleep. Maybe I'm the only one. And then I wake up and find out, oh, no, you really are underwater because she's like pouring water <laughs> on the top of my head. <laughs> she's trying to resuscitate me from unconsciousness. Praise God. Like, if you don't wake your little self up, praise God. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. I got a rivers of living water coming out of me trying to wake you up. So I'm splashing you with water. Praise <laughs> And y'all sitting there, I'm dreaming. No, you're not. I really am preaching this long. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> this ain't no dream. I'm trying to wake you up, praise God, <laughs> to do what God said do. Shout to that both sides. The word reanimate, it also means to give fresh vigor, spirit, or courage to. To give fresh vigor, spirit, or courage to. God's trying to give us fresh vigor. So we can be vigorous about doing what God said do. Not all just, well, all right, well, God. No, come on, become vigorous about this thing. God's trying to give you his spirit. Because then every time, every time God gives you his word, which is truth, his word is spirit and his life. He's trying to give you his spirit so that you can have his spirit about it. God's fired up about being godly because he is God. Praise God. And he's trying to fire us up about being godly because we are gods. But see, a lot of us ain't fired up about being godly. We'd be fired up if it was going to the club. We'd be fired up if it was going to the party. We'd be fired up if it was going to the taqaliyah. Praise God. We'd be we, we fired up about everything else, but we ain't fired up about the things of God. Because I want you to be fired up about what I'm about. He said about his church, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Because if you lukewarm, I'll vomit you out my mouth. That's what the word spew means. I'll vomit. God say, I'll hurl you. I ain't getting spit out. Praise God. Hallelujah. That word resuscitate also means to bring back to life. Now, I like this. Ooh, I like this. Y'all got to get this. Y'all ready for this? Stretch your hand toward each other and say, you're going to get this in Jesus' name. Amen. God wants to reanimate you, which means bring you back to life. But bringing us back to life is not merely bringing us back to life, but it's bringing us back to life. Bringing us back to life is not bringing us back to life, but it's bringing us back to life. Did you get it? No, you don't. Quit lying. You're, you're, you're looking like, what in the world? Let me see. Bringing us back to life is not bringing us back to life, but it's bringing us back to life. Okay. I'll say I got it if you just keep moving. Praise God. No, you got to get this. In other words, God's not trying to bring us back to life to bring us back to the same life. But he's trying to bring us back to life to bring us to the God kind of life that he always has waiting on me and you. So God's not just trying to bring you back to life to bring you back to your old life. Because see, God's not bringing you back to life, resuscitating you. So you can go back and do what you was doing. Let me do it this way. Let's say, for instance, if you was a chain smoker. No, let's not say chain, smoke chains. Let's, let's, let's do cigarette smoker. Praise God. If you, ha, da-dum-pum. Amen. If you was, was a cigarette smoker, 
I tried. Praise God. And say if he was a cigarette smoker. I'm called to preach, I guess, not to do comedy. But anyway, if he was a cigarette smoker, and let's say you died from smoking those cigarettes. Well, you took your last breath. And then somebody came and resuscitated you. You came back alive. He was like, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy. In fact, I'm so happy. I think I'll smoke a cigarette. Why y'all laughing? Why you laughing? Because God resuscitated you from what was killing you. He gave you life back. But it wasn't to bring you back to that same life. That person didn't work on you, pop them paddles on you. They didn't sit there and pump your chest and breathe their breath of life back into you. They didn't do that so that you can get back up and smoke that same cigarette again. They woke you up to a brand new life. Whereas now that you done come alive, you would think like when somebody say, here, here's a cigarette, celebrate. You say, boy, I'll slap taste out your mouth. You bring a cigarette toward me. When that once killed me, but now I'm alive, I'm going to stay as far away from that as possible. Because now that I got a second chance, let me do it right this time. And God has given some of us a 70 second chance, 150 second chance. 2,466 and 31st chance. Hallelujah. God said, come on. Get it right now. Wake up and let's get it right now. I'm not waking you up to bring you back to your same life. So when God says he's bringing you back to life, he's not bringing you back to life to bring you back to life. He's bringing you back to life to bring you back to life. But the life that he want to bring you to is not that old, tired, woe out, jacked up, had you messed up life that you lived before. It's the brand new God kind of life, the one that you didn't live before. God's given you an opportunity to step into this new life. But in order to grab one, you got to let go of the other. Because you can't grab one until you let go of the other. Because if you keep holding on to the old life, you will never be able to grab hold to the new life. Even though you might want it, you're going to be like that monkey. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know that monkey that got bopped in the head? Praise God. I don't know how you do, whether you know how they used to hunt monkeys. Praise God. They used to get a basket, praise God, you know, and, and then put a lid on the basket, praise God. And then they, excuse me, before they put the lid on, they put a, a banana in there, stuff like that, because they know they like bananas and stuff. And they had to put a hole in it that was just big enough for them to get their hand through, but not big enough to get the banana and the hand through. Praise God. And so a monkey is like this, praise God. A monkey, once they grab hold of something, he ain't letting it go. Because that's his now. That's how monkeys think. You know, that's mine now. And so what they would do is they would trap him is that they would leave a hole in there just big enough for him to get his hand through, grab hold to that banana. Then they could come anytime they want to and bop him in his head because that monkey is going to keep trying to get that banana out, but he ain't never going to be able to get that banana out. And then even when he see the hunter come with the hammer in his hand, he's like, ick, 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 ick. Ick, 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 ick. All they, all they got to do is let go of the banana. And he can be able to save himself. But he won't. He, look at your neighbor and say, there's more monkeys up in here than you can shake a stick at. Praise God. Because <laughs> they will not let go of their old life. I'm teaching like, and the devil's on his way with his bopper. And you're like, calling me up all day. Pastor, pastor, let go of your old life, monkey. 
what you want me to do? <laughs> what the heck you want me to do? Quit monkeying around and do what I want you to do. Shout today, let go. Just somebody look at your neighbor. Say, let go. You gotta throw the egg egg in. Holy gosh. Anyway, let's move on. Y'all don't want to work with that one. God don't try to bring you back to your old life. He's trying to bring you back to a new life. That word reanimate also means to stimulate to renewed activities. To stimulate to renewed activities. I like that one again. Because after being born again, we're supposed to be stimulated to renewed activities. Stimulated to renewed activities. We should be fired up to new activities. That person that died because of that lung, lung cancer, that got their lives back, praise God, maybe a, a, a lung transplant and got a brand new life back, they ready to do something different than they did before. That one, that heart was all clogged up and wasn't working, praise God, and they got them a brand new heart and they done blew out all their arteries and stuff like that, so it's working now. They ain't going back to them same sausages they was eating before. They know they got a new lifestyle. Now they're fired up over stuff like walking, running, moving, stuff like that. Before they used to be like, I ain't interested in none of that. Now they like, where's the treadmill? Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just like before. We find out we was dead before. We found out that we, that we was dead and God came and saved us. From now on, it's like, where's the church? Where's the word of God? Where's that little round, round preacher that'll preach more than a 15-minute message? I want to hear from him because I'm ready to do this thing. Praise God. I'm ready, I'm ready to do this thing right this time. Hallelujah. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. We should be animated to a new life. But a lot of us ain't animated to this new life. At least you're coming to church. Now, praise God for you. Now, I'm trying, now before I go any further, some of y'all don't know me. I do, I do you preaching. And it's not that it's you like you. It's you because it flow off my lips better. Praise God. Keeps me in my rhythm. Praise God. So I already know you not doing this. And so that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you because that's, that's how I get my rhythm. So when I'm talking about you, I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about the you somewhere else. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> anyway, praise God. But at least you're coming to church now, praise God. You might not be animated while you're here. Get here, boom. <laughs> I'm preaching my guts out, and you do. I mean, you know, it's, it take, it's a step at a time. It's a step at a time. At least I'm glad you're here now. Praise God. Oh, dear God. But in, somewhere along the line, we're supposed to become animated to the things of God. We're supposed to be like, glory to God. Hallelujah. In fact, practice one time, just, just for practice sake. Say, glory to God. Glory to God. Say, hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to really mess you up on this one. Stand to your feet without intending to leave. Everybody just stand to your feet without leaving. I didn't say every head bowed, every head closed. Praise God. You mean people can actually stand up in the house of God without leaving? Give yourselves a hand. Praise God. You can be, sit back down now. You can sit back down now. You can go back to sleep. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> but the point I'm raising is we're supposed to be stimulated. We're supposed to be animated about the things of God. We, I mean, I'm so fired up about the Lord, I don't even know what to do sometimes. Because I'm so glad he saved me. Glory to God. We ain't supposed to be trying to go back to that same old tired activities that had us when we was in before. We saved now. Hallelujah. 
Turn over to Romans chapter 6. We're going to finish on this one. Romans chapter 6, probably. Romans chapter 6. <laughs> hey, I'm submitted unto the Lord. If he gave me to keep talking, I'm keep talking. Praise God. I don't lock the doors. Romans chapter 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We saved now. And because we've been made free from sin, we don't have to live a life of sin no more. Before we was trapped, we had to. But we don't have to do that no more. Because we finished monkeying around. We done let stuff go. We in Romans chapter 6. Hallelujah. <laughs> Next time you see your partner, praise God, and they still doing that, just look over at them and say, Just enough said. Ain't, ain't nothing, nothing, nothing else has to be said. Praise God. And they're like, what? 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 <laughs> what? What? Somebody walk around with the basket and everything. It's still. <laughs> Romans chapter 6, verse 1. See, we don't have to live according to carnality like we used to before. Because we've been set free of carnality by this thing called spirituality. See, we've been made spiritual now. And because we're spiritual people, praise God, then we leave that carnality alone. Let me warn you ahead of time. Folk from the world, they're going to attack you. And and worldly Christians, they're going to attack you. Are y'all trying to be too spiritual up in there? Baby, spirituality sets me free of carnality. I can't be too spiritual. Hallelujah. It's impossible to be too spiritual. Now, you can act stupid in Christ, praise God, but it's, it's it's impossible to be too spiritual. Because spirituality is what sets you free from carnality. Carnality is being flesh-led and flesh-ruled. It's being flesh-led and flesh-ruled where the flesh tell you where to go. It tell you where to go and it leads you everywhere you want, it wants you to go. Well, you might not even want to go there, but it takes you there because that word led also translates escort. It escorts you there. Praise God. Just, and and, and flesh-ruled means that you, where well, flesh tells you what to do. It says no. Well, you be saying, I'm going to church this morning. Your flesh said, no, you ain't. Sit down, go to sleep. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, you say, I'm, I want to pray. You better not pray. I'm going to get on my knees and pray. No, you better not. And then as soon as you get on your knees, your knees start hurting right away. Praise God. And your flesh. And then when you get up and say, I told you so. Hey, man, because your flesh is ruling things. You know what I'm saying? But spirituality is the opposite. That's being spirit-led and spirit-ruled. That's being spirit-led and spirit-ruled. Spirit means by the Holy Ghost as well as the Holy Scriptures. That you being led by the Holy Ghost as well as the Holy Scriptures. Well, Holy Ghost if you're from the hood. Holy Spirit if you're from the suburbs. Praise God. You know, Holy Spirit and, 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 the, and the Holy Scriptures. That's what leads you. That now tells you what to do. So instead of being flesh-led, we're now spirit-led. We allow the Spirit of God to teach us what to do now. Before, it used to be what made us feel good. Now we don't care nothing about what makes us feel good. We want to know what God says is good. If God says it's good, it's good, and it's good with us right there. So because of that, we, we live a whole new life now. Praise God. We're in, we in Romans chapter 6, verse 1. It says, what? Shall we, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Huh? No. Heck ain't no. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? He's asking a question. Huh, heck? Huh? You can't do that. What the? No, no, ye not. There's so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are baptized with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. 
Now, the word walk right there means tread all around, as, as in walk at large. Another way of phrasing, it means tread all around, as in walk at large. Another way of phrasing is that everywhere you go and at all times, that this is how we ought to be doing this. Every day and every way, this is how we ought to be doing it. It says we ought to be walking in newness of life. That newness right there means renewal. Because we were resurrected with Christ, we should be walking in newness of life, just like he walked in. When he rose up, he rose up in newness of life. That had manifested itself naturally. He rose up in newness of life. It wasn't just spiritual, but he rose up, rose up and it manifested itself naturally. Oh, yes, it did. Remember when they got ready to put, before they put him in the grave, he was bust up, beat up, swole up, bleeding from every, almost every orifice. Didn't even look like a man no more. But when he rose up from the dead, thank you, Lord Jesus, then he rose back up in rest, restored life. In fact, everything was put back together again that got messed up by the world. Everything got straightened up and put back in its proper proportions that was messed up by the world. Everything except for the hole in his hand, the hole in his side, and the hole in his feet. And that wasn't because it couldn't have happened. That's because he didn't want it to happen. Why? Because he wanted a remembrance of you that I did this for you. Because he has your hand, your name wrote right in the palm of his hand. He did it in remembrance of you so that he can be able to look at himself and be reminded of you and how much he loves you and how he's willing to do anything necessary for you. But everything else was restored naturally. And so since it was restored naturally and he got up to newness of life, we're supposed to get up to newness of life. Not the same old life that we had before. Because think about it, if he'd have woke up and been revived and his body was still bleeding like it was, it was still all toe up and messed up like it was, it wouldn't be long before he'd be right back in the same situation again. Is anybody hearing me up in here? I'm talking about naturally, not spiritually, naturally. Praise God. What's the same thing with us? It ain't going to be long before we're right back in the same situation again naturally not spiritually naturally are you listening to me up in here and god said i died so that you wouldn't have to do that no more so now you're supposed to walk in newness of life verse five newness of life for if we had been planted together in the likeness of his death and we were praise god then we shall also be be also in the likeness of his resurrection oh yes we are knowing this there go that word knowing again to know absolutely knowing absolutely this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Notice that the old man, that's the old tired person that we was before, is crucified with him. That word crucified means impaled, impaled in company with. Whereas our old man was nailed to the cross right there with Christ. He was nailed to the cross right there with Christ. Nailed stuff usually don't move around no more. Nailed stuff usually stays put right where it was nailed. And so if that, our old man was nailed to the cross, then what's it doing up walking around and going in places that ain't got no business doing what it's supposed to be doing? That must mean it ain't nailed. It's time to go back and re-nail that thing back up where it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. He said, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. That word destroyed right there means rendered entirely idle and useless. Entirely idle. Whereas we should get to the point where our old, I say get to the point, it's a process. We should get to the point where our old life is entirely useless to us now. We got no use for it no more. So when somebody, somebody try to call, call you up and tell you, come on, let's do what we used to do before. He said, man, I ain't got no use for that no more. I don't do that no more. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about God's desire for us to be like Him. 
I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of living our lives imitating him like he wants me and you to do. Because if we do, then we'll do what we need to do to be like God like he wants us to do so that we can live the awesome life that can only be lived when we live our lives imitating him like he wants us to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got that to church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christensen, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you it'll be a blessing to you when you do. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry of young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m., and it lasts until they go home. H-E-W hanging. Child care is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation services are available for this, too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.